You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back to another shift on the Geek's Watch. We are here talking about Utopia on Amazon Prime. Uh, We are four episodes in, half the season's done. Only another four episodes, and man, there was a lot of info dump in this episode, or in the fourth episode, I should say. Yeah. There really was. There really was. I am a little overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) How's everybody else feeling? Everybody else go. Say say your positive things. Everyone was super happy and positive on this one. (laughs) I mean, obviously, the show is pretty intense at, at, in certain scenes, and uh, the, the little bit of comedy that they try and throw in there doesn't cut it enough, I don't think. I did laugh on the fourth episode. I will say I did actually laughed on the fourth oh, episode. Um, Ian trying to break down the chairs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that, was that was funny. Was funny. <laughs> that one, and and I guess the the like I I've cut back getting tortured to once a month although it reminded me of the torture scene that was a pretty good line just i've cut back torture to once a month just like all right the one that got me was in episode three when they're like don't make us scoop out the other one i'm like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah we will get into those episodes right after our week's watch so let's go ahead and start that first elizabeth what did you watch this week so needing something light to counteract <laughs> Utopia, uh, I started rewatching Darkwing Duck because you had thrown on a couple episodes mm-hmm. and then I just kind of kept watching because it's cute and it's fun. <laughs> um, How could you? And it Darkwing doesn't make Duck? me sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all the things I need right now. Uh, so I've been watching Darkwing Duck on Disney+. Plus. The part that I always, and I know I mentioned it to you. So I always run into the struggle with Darkwing Duck because the theme song, and he's often referred to as DW for Darkwing. Mm-hmm. But every time I hear DW, I think of Arthur on yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And his so. W. So I always want to think that Goslin, the little girl <laughs> on Darkwing Duck, is actually DW, and so she's actually the crime fighter. Which, I mean, in all reality, she kind of is in a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah, so, but I always run into the struggle, and I'm like, no, her name's DW. I'm like, no, no, wrong, 
wrong small child on the wrong <laughs> show. Well, there's trouble. But, you called DW. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. That's okay. And, and okay. Arthur, you would call DW. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. she had all the answers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's I. That's what I've been watching, is I've been watching um, Darkwing Duck on Disney+. Plus. Dark, Darkwing Duck actually is on the new DuckTales. But as like mm-hmm. the actor <laughs> who's like trying to be Dark Queen Duck again, like it's just kind of like a you know he's doing like I think the first time one of the scenes that you see him is is he's like trying to open for like a car sales salesman thing, like to do some big car sales thing, and he's like I'm Dark Queen Duck, come here for signatures, <laughs> and like and nobody knows <laughs> who are you? But the um, but Launchpad is like the mega Darkwing fan and forces everybody to watch Darkwing Duck shows, like. And they actually show parts of the old Darkwing Duck shows. Nice. I like that. So this sounds about right. Very meta. I love it. I was like, this is great. That sounds very accurate. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. But yeah. So that's what I've been doing is I've been catching up on things that are happy that have good endings at the end of each episode. <laughs> good guy wins. So a, fun- Nobody- a, a, a funny thing about that after we watched those episodes... I happened to just come across an article where they were talking about they were, I guess they're going to reintroduce Goslin in the DuckTales show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that, she's going to be uh, adopted. They're going to express that she's adopted. Okay. And then I was thinking about because I even when we yeah. were watching the episodes, I was like, why do I remember like her being adopted in the show previously? Was she not before? I I don't. That's how I always remember it, but I don't remember seeing an episode where they talk. I don't remember an episode where they talk about her being adopted. I thought they did in the episode where Darkwing goes to the alternate universe and runs into the sweet and very girly little Gosselin. I thought they talked about it. They might have. I might have missed it. This makes me very happy. Wasn't it established in like the the pilot for Darkwing Duck that she was adopted? See, and that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't remember. I'm but pretty sure they were, yeah. they were making it a big deal in this article. Hmm. Oh yeah, because her father was the guy who created that super laser weapon, and he had encoded like the password for how to turn it on in like a little uh, lullaby that hmm. like he sang to her. And like so, and Darkwing figured that out. I was like, "Oh, good thing that, uh, you know, she doesn't know what she's actually like holding in that information." Oh and- no, John, I'm sorry. You're thinking of the movie The Pacifier with Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sure that was a Disney property too. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I think it, it might. I think it might have been like a like one of their like subsidiaries. You know? Yeah. Like, was, it, was it a Viacom one? It was a touchstone, not, maybe. Not Viacom. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I, like, was it? Actually, I think it might have been Viacom. Like, even though Somebody Viacom isn't a Disney it. thing. Somebody, yeah, but, but I'm saying Viacom isn't Disney. No, I know, I know. I'm, like, I'm saying, like, oh. I think it might have been Viacom, but I, that they're not Disney. Like that oh. was uh, that's Nickelodeon or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Viacom and Nickelodeon, same. It might have been Buena Vista. It might have been Miramax if Miramax was still around at that point. It might have been. Uh, what are some of the other ones they have? Uh, I don't know. 
person. Yeah, I forget. But let, me, let me tell you, like in, in Googling things for the pacifier, it has a very high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got, <laughs> it's got a like a solid, fantastically high rating of 21%. And you it's know, it, it, yeah. it hasn't moved in so long. I think <laughs> it's set in stone. You know, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's them. It's straight up all Disney pictures. It there is you all go. Disney pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I just found the DVD covers. Nice. All Disney pictures. All big. Uh, okay. But yeah. Darkwing Duck is Darkwing on, Duck on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. For when you need a break from watching Utopia. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, what did you watch to take a break from Utopia? Uh, so I, this is one of my favorite times of year. Uh, this is when all of the um, all spice. the goblins, huh? And pumpkin spice. I do love pumpkin spice. I <laughs> am the most basic bitch. Um, like I, I can't even front about it. But um, no, like uh, this this time of year is when all of the uh, animation school in France, uh, goblins, G O B E L I N S. Um, they start putting out their student films every year. And so there's always just this, like every year, like there's a fantastic crop of awesome animated things that come from Goblins that they put on YouTube, Vimeo and other things. But this is the best time of year because there's no, there's no other like tutorial things or other stuff that gets put on the YouTube. It's just a whole hunk of awesome animation. Um, and so the one that is the first one that got re- that got released out of this year's chunk of them uh, is one called Colza, um, C-O-L-Z-A. And it's just so charming. It's it's all of like five minutes long. Um, it, it's got these lizards that are in some kind of world where um, they're, it seems like they're switching from older, a little bit more fantastical machinery of some sort. Um uh, into a more industrialized kind of world. And it still has the same weird, quirky kind of elements that the old fantasy stuff has to the Ooh. hardware that they're using. Uh, but they're becoming much more like machine-like. And one character decides to take the last remaining of this one older flying device and leave the town. And like there, there are other elements in there where someone else helps them through creating a diversion of sorts that's very specific to how these devices work. Um, it's just really sweet and really cute. Uh, goblins, they have like d- different things that have greater meaning, that are more serious, more weighty, more adult content. But there's always a few of these that come out each year that are really nice. Oh, so yeah. is it? just student films or is it like competition is it just put stuff just put it out put it, put it all out and see who is receptive to it uh, i mean th- there's definitely a, comp- a competitive element to all of the stuff that gets posted for goblins because they're just the best in animation in traditional animation at this point um there's no one else to go to if you're looking for students like Obviously, there's fantastic Japanese animators, Korean animators. Korean animators make the majority of U.S. animated television, even mm-hmm. for things like uh, American Dad or things like that. They're, it's Korean animators, typically. But uh, I don't know. There's, there's just so much heart <laughs> in French animation, and it shines through in spades. And is there like a theme to all the stuff that's released, or is it just all different topics? Uh, at different points of the year, they'll have things that are like... Um, 
all of these ones are some are related all of these are under this kind of blanket theme but this time of year it's just whatever theme for the people that they've been working on like they choose their thing they hone these films over a period of years because they're typically making the things themselves or working with a couple other students who are doing other elements like um maybe a little bit of voice acting some sound design stuff like that it's very cool and you watched it on vimeo uh, th- this one I, I watched on YouTube, though they are typically on Vimeo also. Okay. YouTube's right. just convenient. I always forget about Vimeo being out there. Like, I feel like I should use it more. But v- Vimeo's very good. Uh, later on, um, sometime later this year, there'll be a short film coming out from uh, some people that I know that'll probably get posted to Vimeo. Ooh. Very cool. <laughs> Jessica, what did you watch this week? <laughs> I watched, um, well, I I bought because I totally forgot it was even coming out until somebody texted about it. But um, Star Wars Squadrons came out. Who was that asshole? Friday. I know, right? Very rude. Um, How could but, you I know, but so, but it made my whole weekend because I went and I like instantly as soon as you guys texted it, I was like, oh crap! Booted up my Xbox, put it back on Wi-Fi because I kept it off of Wi-Fi because I hate doing updates when I just want to replay Assassin's Creed. And so I had to update like crazy. <laughs> and then it, took me, it actually downloaded a lot faster than I thought it would. And I've been playing Star Wars Squadrons and it's freaking amazing. It's so fun to play. <laughs> Your set too high. I know. Sorry. It's, it's amazing. It's, um, so in case you don't know, Star Wars Squadrons takes place I'm not quite for sure. Like in between six and seven, I think <laughs> I'm not quite paying attention exactly. I'm just having such a fun time. And um, you play as both a Imperial and a rebel. So you kind of alternate between the two. You can personalize them, but you never actually see your personalizations because it's a first person game. So I don't even know why it, Help lets you personalize your character, but mm-hmm. whatever. I it even gives you the option to choose what voice type your character has. So and and that's pretty cool. Um, I do have some slight issues playing as an imperial sometimes <laughs> as a rebel myself. Um, the biggest issues come when like they're like and kill all the civilians, and I'm like I don't want to. <laughs> like I'm not okay <laughs> with this kind of warfare. I'm like why? But. But occasionally it does give you the option to be like, you can either wipe out all the civilian vessels or you only need to do two. So I was like, okay, I'll just do the two and not feel quite as bad, I guess. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's really cool. It has a bunch of, like, it has characters from shows that aren't necessarily in the movies, but they're in this. Actually, you do, you do as a rebel, you do do a mission with Wedge. Nice. Which is awesome. Yes, like he leads your mission. You're like, I'm playing with Wedge. Like, uh, like. And then also, um, from from Star Wars Rebels, um, General Hera Syndulla. She is still a general, and she gives like she gives you orders and stuff. And you're just like, I can hear so, from Rebels, and just there is, there is also talk that she might actually be in Mandalorian season two. I am going to freak out because I absolutely love Harris. <laughs> More people who love Star Wars should know her character and who she is. And I think she's totally awesome. And one of the best things that came out of Star Wars Rebels. So 
everybody should know it, even though when I was an Imperial, I had to like directly bomb her ship and I was not okay with that. I was like, um, no, I am not okay with this general lady. Like, no, I love Hera. I am not going to bomb her, but I have to because, yeah. That's not how being a soldier works. No, it's not. And it's just what's interesting about it is it does show you like really the differences between being a rebel and being an Imperial. Like one of the biggest things is like when you're a rebel, you have shields on your ship. When you're Imperial, you don't have shields on your ship, which sucks because I die a lot when I'm a freaking Imperial. (laughs) I don't. Because for Imperials, it's like the best defense is a good offense and you just bomb everything in front of you really seems like that like that's basically what it is and there's like a running joke about it like oh you tie fighters you all so crazy going out there with just metal protecting you and it'd be like no y'all could put shields on this like if <laughs> no. the rebels can put shields on an a-wing they could put shields on a tie fighter and they also don't have their own hyperdrives either and it's like this is just this is just bad planning it's literally just like we have the numbers just throw exactly. the fighters at it like who cares about them this like this game just made me even more of a rebel than I already was. <laughs> Man, like these freaking Imperials getting treated like shit and they don't even know it. Like it's just, you could have what the rebels have. You could at least have shoes. Uh, for this one, um, it does look like uh, it's set shortly before or after uh, the Battle of Yavin for uh, episode four. Oh, all the way back to episode four. Mm-hmm. No. Because they um, talked about the Death Star. Battle of Yavin. Don't they have like a, a scene where you get to see the, the Death Star run again? Because I thought I, I remember I saw something uh, where someone was comparing a video game that showed the, the Death Star run. A little after. It's a little after. No, it is after Yavin. Yeah, okay. I mean, it seems like John should be chiming in here at any yeah, moment. John, help me out. I even though I'm the one that's actually playing <laughs> oh, the game. I'm, I'm, like... I'm going to talk about this, too. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're well, just going to talk about it now. Yeah. Are you just waiting for your own Geek's Watch? <laughs> I know. It, it basically was, yeah. My Geek's Watch was just watching other watching people, people with money actually play the game. And... Um, I watched a lot of videos of people just talking about the best gaming setups to play this game. Like, what's the best stuff? Like, six. It's just um, playing it is the best setup. Just playing it I, is the best setup. I I don't think I could handle doing this on VR. I think it'd be way too much oh, for my senses. That's all I, I want. I would be like, <laughs> I would die so many times. Just the people I'd fall who play this chair. on VR say that it is the coolest experience because you can look around in your cockpit and you actually get a little bit of an advantage if you do it in mm-hmm. VR, especially oh, really? with some of the rebel ships like the A Wing because it's such a wide open canopy. Um, you can see behind you. Oh, yeah, you can see that. above you, behind you, to your left and to your right. If you're in the X Wing, you can look back at your R2 droid. I like that. Now I'm gonna have to go buy a VR. It's, and, and you can also look at all the you can look at all the other details that you normally wouldn't be able to see because those cockpits are like fully rendered. Mm-hmm. You just can only see them if you have the ability to look around, which right now is only available through the VR headset for yeah. those that support it. In um, like I I played the uh, Eve Valkyrie game, um, where you're you're playing in VR in a ship and everything. You're doing like space dog fights and whatnot. Uh, and when they released the the mode that allowed you to play not in VR, I tried it, and no, it's a it, world's different experience. It's so much better in VR. I don't need to know yep. that. 
<laughs> Not only that, but if, if you're one of the really uh, clever fans, you can also rig it so that the headset also becomes part of a, either a rebel or an imperial fighter helmet, and it just looks like you just pop on, you know, that gear, <laughs> and it's all one big piece, all fused together to go along with the experience. It's great. There's so much cool stuff going on right now with this game. <laughs> I'm just having a blast playing it. I don't even care when it is in the universe. I'm just like, this is so much freaking fun, even though I'm dying constantly. <laughs> now, I will say it's been kind of weird watching a lot of these uh, joystick videos where they're showing you their setups and how to set proper pitch, roll, and yaw settings and sensitivities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, for some reason, they feel the need to do a lot of slow-mo of them gripping the flight sticks. And then they have names like Thrustmaster. And I'm like... Uh, yep. I, I, that's not necessary. I mean, at least not the slow-mo. I mean, you could do this in regular speed. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't think it's better any amount, like a slow-mo, regular speed, fast speed. Why, why show the joystick thing so much? Calm down, y'all. It's, there's, yeah, there's definitely some kind of, uh, I, I, I want to say there's a flight stick fetish out there, maybe. You, th- you, think, it, you think people, you think people have like stick envy? I think so, yeah. I do. I don't have one of them. <laughs> but I'd much rather be the one holding it than these people. <laughs> so, was John, was there any one particular YouTuber that you enjoyed watching? Yes, Hello Greedo. Uh, he's a Star Wars uh, YouTuber. You don't say and- Yes. Uh, and well, when he first started, I guess he just thought like, yeah, nobody wants to see my face, but I want to talk about Star Wars stuff. So he would just do his videos while wearing a Greedo mask. And mm-hmm. then he upgraded to um, doing a Stormtrooper helmet. And now during um, uh, Squadrons, now he's upgraded to a TIE Fighter helmet. Um, yeah. And I love it because he'll just randomly be quoting movies while you know doing his you know fighter runs. Uh, the most recent video he did, he was quoting uh, Independence Day. And he kept saying things like, does anybody have any missiles? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, things like that, like just randomly throughout the, the dog fights. And I have to say, one of the coolest things, I mean, I've, I've only seen what other people play, obviously. So most of them have been doing the, instead of the, the story mode, they've been doing mostly the fleet battles and the dog fighting, which is still really awesome. And... Um, I love how some of the locations that they fly in, you're just not in open space. Like there's like wreckage of like other battles in the air, like all Mm -hmm. kinds of junk. Some battles take place in like asteroid belts. And one of my favorites has been, it's some kind of a satellite. It sort of looks like the, one of the ships from the, um, from a new, from uh, the Phantom Menace, like those donut ships that the, uh, the trade union or whatever they're Mm -hmm. called. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's circular like that, and it's so big that you can actually fly through its innards and go into like its engine core, kind of similar to like in the Revenge of the not Return of the Jedi when they're flying into the interior of the Death Star. Not yeah. quite that crazy, but still like oh, room yeah. enough that you could do something like that and fly into the interior of this one spaceship or mm-hmm. space station. It's just so cool looking. And yeah, that was really cool. The, actually, it's one of the best flight games that, like, control wise, like, you could stop your ship. Like, it's so easy for you to weave through 
stuff like with your control of your engines and you get to customize your engine too and i've already had a, sp- a specific type that i i like because i like to like just go fast and then go and i just like to completely stop and that's how i avoid getting shot and stuff so and it's just like it's so cool like i could hide behind debris or i could match the pace of debris around me and get around it really easily which is something i hadn't seen in other like flight battle games ever it's you, just the amount of movement. you can also strafe which i found interesting mm-hmm. Yeah, you just give yourself a speed boost and then turn off your engines, basically. And you're still moving in the same direction, but you can then turn your ship without actually changing direction. You're just kind of like free rotating with your momentum. Yeah, and that works really awesome for doing like running, um, like bombing runs on the capital ships. Mm -hmm. Because the way that it works, you you can only fire at what's directly in front of you. And if you're flying straight at a capital ship i mean that's a good way to get your ass blown up so you have to kind of go adjacent to it yeah yeah especially with tight fighters uh but i love that this game is kind of somewhere in between the original x-wing and tie fighter games because those were straight up sims like the the, you had to do so much management with those and it's also somewhere between uh that and a more arcadey game where it would be much more forgiving and you basically just kind of aim and shoot. Like mm-hmm. here you have to be aware of your engine, your shields, if you have them, and your fire rate. Because mm-hmm. you can change the power levels between them and that changes the dynamic of how effective you are for different things that you're supposed to do. Plus, because it's a multiplayer game, you also can rely on your other team members for support. Uh, you know, you have to protect your bombers if there's some there. And um, your fast guys can take care of other fast guys. It's it just looks so awesome. It's like just great. I'm an A wing pilot. I love it. I like it. I play A wing. A wings are good. <laughs> A wings are great. Is there a uh, uh, VR set for Xbox? No, no, no. There's not because that was literally the first thing I googled. <laughs> You'd have to get after it. I started playing it. I was like, maybe I should see if there's you know. And some people are saying that this might be the one that actually starts to finally make it actually become more viable. Because uh, I mean, for other games, I mean, they're more like amusement for the moment. But this might actually this has the wide enough appeal that it could actually start bridging that gap. Because, like, I mean, if I had a PS, I don't know, 4, 5, whatever mm-hmm. this is coming out on. Oh, 5 is, and I didn't... Four is out now. 5 will have it also, oh, yeah. though. Okay. So if I had a next-gen system that had the capability of VR, and then this game came out, and I didn't already have the VR headset, I probably <laughs> would have. But if I didn't, this would make me get it. This would be the killer app for that for me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I agree. Because I kind of want it to play this game, too. I've said that so many times about so many different games and I love VR. It's just, there's nothing that makes a person buy it and then keep playing it consistently. There's unfortunately just nothing that does it. This game. Like, <laughs> most of the time, it's just party games, right? Like Beat Saber, or, uh, really Stop cool, Action though. or whatever that one was called. No, yeah. there's, there's a bunch of really good games, things that are high replayability. It's, there's no one thing, unfortunately. There's just, un- like, like, as much as I want there to be one that is just, this is the game that everyone will play, if it was going to be anything, it would have been Beat Saber. There you go. Uh, I mean, I don't think Beat Saber had enough depth to it. It was a lot of fun. 
Mm-hmm. It had high replayability, but it it doesn't. It's I don't like know. BDR. I like, yeah, yeah, I don't feel like I could sit there for hours playing Beat Saber. The the thing the thing for that one is that no one's gonna sit for hours playing a game in VR for, about piloting a ship either. Motion sickness is just too strong. That's why I say yeah. Beat Saber. Beat like Beat Saber. There's like you pick it up, you play it immediately. It's you're in. You immediately know what you're doing, and you don't get sick. See, I if, think I think you would have better luck though with something, maybe not a pilot, but like a world exploration kind of game because you could feel like you were in a movie and people sit for movies for hours on end. It's just, locomotion just hasn't been perfected in VR. I yeah. think like it's like a solid like seven years off minimum. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be a negative Nancy about this one. I, I freaking love VR. I want it to be like, I, I want everyone to have it. And then we're getting like things that are just like, it's just a unit. Boop. You just put on your face and it does everything. You don't need a crazy PC or a console. It's just, yeah. It's too far out. I do know that note. who have played in VR for hours. So, don't, don't get me wrong. People do it. People do it. It's just like it's not going to be a mass consumer thing. Yeah, because as a whole, a lot of people do have motion sickness, and VR triggers motion sickness. Yes, it does. Yeah, very bad. So, <laughs> if you are one of those, and it's a good amount of people that get motion sick. So, I imagine they'd have to fix that. Somehow, I would not know how they would fix it at this point, though. Drama meme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, just. I was gonna say, I, I said, right, here's your prescription to drama me. <laughs> like, with his, with his prone as I am to motion sickness, I did actually. I was able to do VR for at least a little while before it really became an issue for me, which was impressive because I kind of assumed for me it was going to be put it on and immediately feel sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the the right games do it really well. It's not just Beat Saber. Things like Moss and other games like that do fantastic work. Super hot. One-to-one body experience is the most important. Yeah. Hmm. What were you about to say, John? Oh, it has cross-platform play. Yep. Oh, right. So you can be on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox, whatever is currently out, and uh, you can all still play with each other. Well, there you go. Star Wars Squadrons was uh, Jessica and John's watch for this week. Uh, play and watch. Play and watch. Um, I did a uh, animated series. Whoa. Uh, this, yeah, I know. It's very strange. Uh, you watching Star vs. the Force of Evil also? I did not. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I, uh, I watched the two seasons that are available of Harley Quinn. Um, I I actually enjoyed the show quite a bit. It is it is I love the meta-ness of it. It cuz it it very much takes into account all the versions of uh the Batman universe from the different movies and so, and you know kind of it kind of implies that they all are canon. Um even though the voices for like all the characters are the, the way they play them up are all very different from anything that you've ever seen or uh, anything that you would have read for those characters. It's still very funny. So the twist on the characters are, are great and refreshing. Um, obviously, the, the show focuses on Harley Quinn, but there are... And Kaylee Cuoco does a great job as Harley Quinn, which I thought was surprising because... What was it? The actress that plays Bernadette on Big Bang Theory also did Harley Quinn for a couple of the animated movies. Oh, yes thank you uh and then uh but but 
Kaylee Cuoco is the voice of Harley Quinn in this, and Lake Bell is Poison Ivy, and Alan Tudyk does a couple voices. He does Joker and Clayface, and Clayface is just too funny because he plays up the whole I'm an out of work actor trying to make it as much as he can, even though he's a criminal and he's he's part of Harley's crew. So uh it it's uh it's a it's a good watch. It's 22 minute episodes, so getting through the two seasons of 13 episodes a season went by real quick and uh, real easy. So that was my getting away from utopia watch for the week. Uh it is on Disney or not Disney. It's on DC <laughs> Universe, but DC DC Universe is going away for uh uh original programming, so it's also on HBO Max where you can watch it. Shout out HBO Max. Just holding it down right now. <laughs> <laughs> Except for I hate their interface on their app. It sucks. On which which one? He yells at it. All I the use time. it. I use it on my Samsung TV and on my PlayStation Four, and both of and them. Like and the on my phone, and both of them don't work out well. The PS Four one, I, ha- I haven't had issues with. I, 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 I'm here for for complaining about UI. I fucking hate every single version of the Hulu one that's ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I've never had any problems with Hulu, but the the HBO Max one constantly freezes. It, it it when I when I go into uh, watching a show like on the PS4, like it will the video will be super slow, but the audio is playing at normal speed for whatever reason. So I have to back out the whole thing, close it, and then open it back up. Do you ha- have you watched Disney Plus on your PlayStation Four? Yes. Have you had similar issues with that one? No. Really? Because the Disney Plus one, I just don't use Disney Plus because it's so bad on my PS4. <laughs> What? Well, there it is. <laughs> no, the only one he yells at consistently is HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, there will be something on some other one. But no, pretty much HBO Max is what he's always yelling at. I want there to be cameras. In, like, you guys just have cameras in your house in general. And, and just you put a, like, a super cut together of Mitch going, like, God damn it. <laughs> it's usually more just like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> But you do keep going back. The programming is that good. And then it's the grumbling under his breath as he's backing out. (laughs) Why did they make this better? Why does it suck so much? (laughs) But yes, uh, HBO Max has been a constant go-to for me in uh, original programming at the moment, especially since it has the HBO shows and it will now have Cinemax shows. So uh, (laughs) anybody who has not watched Warrior, I once again tell you, you should watch Warrior. <laughs> uh, all right. So that is our week's watch for everybody. Let's get into Utopia on Amazon Prime. Uh, what was it? There was something I was going to bring up. First thing I wanted to bring up, and I can't remember what it is now. Oh, this I don't know. I don't think this is what it was. But like with all the talk of Alice in Wonderland last week, like do we think that the whole fact that her name is Hyde is going to play into it at all? Like, is there going to be a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing going on here? I hope not. (laughs) I don't don't like when people lean on things like that so hard. Mm, No, I I would agree. I I hope not. Cause I thought that too. I was like, man, Hyde's a very specific literature (laughs) name. Like, yeah. Can we not? (laughs) I mean, but quite honestly, she is already in of herself definitely Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. 
Yeah. Like the difference between the way she just blows Sam's brains out. And then when dealing with Grant, like she's more forgiving, I guess. She definitely sees her more of herself in there. Yeah. Child that's on his own. But so you definitely get a little bit of that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde and like just her ability to go from having a normal conversation to just killing the person she trusts the most. Like, See, now the thing that I was going going with in my head, the thing that I was seeing is that her dad and Mr. Rabbit are going to be the same person. Oh, oh shit. That would make sense. <laughs> now, was anybody impressed by her ability to pee standing up while also not removing her bottoms? <laughs> and also holding them at gunpoint. Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> that is I very talented. As, as a female, yes, that is very impressive. Also, very kind messy. of unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, there we the, the, the force of her stream was very strong. I don't I think that she was necessarily like she was peeing while standing, yes, and pointing a gun at people. Was it all going cleanly or all into the bolt perfectly? No, no, no. <laughs> that, that is a dirty <laughs> bathroom now. But by the visual, it looks like it's almost supposed to be. And I'm like, mm, no. Mm, that's not how. <laughs> mm, that's <laughs> like, sorry, I mean, with the way that we've seen her character, would she even care? Like, no. No. I mean, even care to use the toilet. Like, why not just. Just I, pop the squat. I, I imagine, she burned the house down anyway. <laughs> I imagine that scene was Becky being like, could you please not, like, <laughs> go in the bathroom? <laughs> You know, I was just trying to lick the blood off her. Oh, use the like, sink. Uh, there's a sink. <laughs> yeah. Let me train you on proper hygiene. <laughs> uh, there's, I, I, there, there are a lot of things that they they just do to kind of make characters seem like who they want you to think the characters are, and they're every single one of them are shortcuts. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think that there's an earned moment in this entire show except maybe the part where rain wilson was like yes i am brave and bold now this man comes with me and that was the only part where i was like oh no you like yeah no you were gonna do that weren't you also dumb yeah. <laughs> uh, related to that, oh, go ahead john i was gonna say related to that so john cusack turned out to uh, actually be evil mm-hmm. and um he no made the statement. Yeah. Huh? No surprises here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he made the statement that now Rain Wilson's character is the most dangerous man in the world because he's trying to get into this place after they were trying to strong arm him into signing off on some kind of miracle vaccine. So well, it sounds they, like they were going to. They were trying to use him as a, a patsy. Mm-hmm. Well, not exactly. From what I, how I understand it is that the they manufactured a flu one different than the one that that rain wilson f- uh, fi- uh found or discovered yeah. they then sent him a false sample mm-hmm. so that he could collaborate or not collaborate corroborate corroborate, corroborate yeah. yeah that it was his and then they were just going to say here say that we can use your vaccine and then give him the real vaccine which is a different vaccine Oh, so see, on paperwork, it all looks like it was his flu, his vaccine that was used, but in actuality, it was a different one. See, I didn't think they were going to use a fake one. I assumed. 
I don't think that obviously the blood he got was not the real virus. Right. That was obvious. Mm-hmm. But I thought they were looking, I was with Steven. I thought he was supposed to be a patsy and that they were going to use his vaccine, except that they were going to simply put in more virus into the vaccine and basically use the vaccine as the way to target who catches the virus. No, the the whole point of the thing, at least how I understand it, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, is that this was all just a way to get Simpro to be like uh, approved by the FDA faster because if they think that Simpro was the the cause of it, they have to test it. And once they figure out that it wasn't Simpro's fault, then they'd be like, oh no, it's completely fine. So it moves through FDA faster. They gave all these kids the flu, this deadly flu on purpose so that they can get their product through FDA faster. See, and I assumed it was to wipe off, wipe out most of the population of the planet. That's not how, that's not how I I saw it. That's how, when they were explaining that during the the meeting. I didn't take either of those from that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like a little, it's like a little bit of both of those. And then also um, other like further plans that we haven't, we we don't know any clues about yet. I mean, that's but, definitely possible that we don't know the whole story yet. Because <clears throat> I do, I think this one is like a diversionary kind of thing. Okay. I I, I brought up to uh to everyone, well to everyone, I, I brought up to my two co-hosts um for uh, love of pages that. <laughs> It's very odd that this show chooses to go very realistic, grounded, and otherwise make things just feel more real. Mm-hmm. But then the part where they're supposed to show the factory where the Simpro is being made, they're in like, I don't know, like a package processing place. <laughs> and they just put some shit on some, some, um, conveyor, some belt? conveyor belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing in there that mm-hmm. speaks of it being any kind of facility for making food of any sort whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm confused. And like there, there are certain <laughs> parts. I'm not trying to be like, like a, a picky person about budget or anything, but I feel like the budget of this show has been very evident at times. Mitch, did, did you, um, we, we had talked about the, this, the green screen for when they're driving in the car. Did you see the edges of the key in everything? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely see the edges of it. Like, it was... I, if you hadn't told me to look for it, though, I would not have spotted it. Did, did you Did you agree with the idea of that one, um, the part where they're bodying... Or bodying. They're burying uh, Artemis's body. <laughs> and do you think that that pile of debris is fake? Yeah. That more, more like, than likely, yes. <laughs> I'm so confused about why even. <laughs> <laughs> Although, how do you tattoo under your fingernails? Oh, you, take you the rip them off, pull them off, and tattoo them, and your fingernails grow back over. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fun process. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun, but that's. I mean, if you need a secret tattoo for some secret code that's already in a secret friggin' comic book on a secret clock in the comic book, there you go. <laughs> How do you know what number to start with, though? Like, that's the thing that was really getting me. You start at the 12 o'clock and you go clockwise. Okay, that's fair. And there, there was, there was also a gap I mean, that's between. where I, I would have started it. 
The way that I saw it, it looked like it started from like the bottom left-hand corner, and then just kind of went down, starting from there. But I'd have to go and rewatch it. Yeah, there was a gap, right? Yeah, and so one of those is the beginning, one's the end. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, we we did see Artemis, which was played by Cameron Mannheim. Uh, I think most people, she got her big, big uh. Um, breakout from the practice, mm. uh, and then she's also the sheriff in Signs. Yeah. So for for this one, this is just her continuing her role from the practice, obviously. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- was anybody like surprised by the turn of her character of, of being like you know she doesn't care for uh, Jessica's father, wanted him dead. I don't know. I think once we figured out he was in, a, in an asylum, I was not all surprised that like he wasn't a great father that <laughs> Jessica remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Which guy was he in that picture? Because it seemed like she was... The pl- one that looked like Wilson Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, I was oh, thinking yeah. was, like rubbing the picture of the the balder guy. Like yeah. to the, his left or his right. I think that's what we were supposed to take away from that. But I was just so captivated by the fact that the other guy yeah. looked so much like the action that plays Wilson Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, was for this one? father in the asylum with him? <laughs> it's Wilson Wilson Sr. Please call me Wilson Wilson. Wilson Wilson was my father. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Mitch, did, John, any of you guys, did you guys watch Heroes in a big way back in the day? I did. Yeah. Does this not just feel like cable heroes? No. I would if the comic was more prominent in it. Oh, uh, if we actually yeah. got to see like the comparisons to real life things more. Here it's it because I thought that too. And in, in the first couple of episodes, I was like, "Oh, is there going to be like a heroes thing where, at one point, we're catching up to where they are, and then before they know it, our characters are going to be characters in the comic too?" Like mm. that would have been fucking mind blowing. It still might happen. I, don't I, hold out for it not to happen. I I doubt it. I I really don't see that. I mean, this dude would have to be like really schizophrenic to like been able to plan out that specifically. <laughs> I just like th- think about like the things that are happening in this. It's like save, save Jessica Hyde, save the cheerleader, save the world. There's a comic that has all of the foreshadowing for all of the stuff from the past. Like there, there are nerds in this because nerds are going to watch this series because comic books. Like, I don't know. It's there's it's someone just... going around scooping out body parts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I guarantee we get a, like a figure who's a little more prominent, like like a Siler kind of person almost. I mean, isn't that what the dude that scooped out the eyeball is? I don't know. I think he sticks around, but I don't know if he is like specifically that role. I think he, he does seem to fill it right now, but I don't think he's going to stay around much longer or he has to change drastically. Hmm. Um, the two redheaded guys that showed up at the funeral like were they supposed discount to count Weasleys yeah okay, discount Weasleys were they supposed to look like the guy that was trying to sell the comic book like was that on purpose oh, oh. No, I didn't think about that but yeah that's true listen they had they had they chose I think they're, one, I think they're supposed to be generic skinny white guys with red hair 
With red hair. We just <laughs> happen to be twins. Kinda. Well, but the guy selling selling the comic wasn't a redhead. No, 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 no. He wasn't a redhead, but they had very similar looks. He really? definitely had brown. Hair. Huh. No, he had like brown, maybe with a tinge of red in it. Hair. Okay. Um. Who, who do you think sent them though? Do you the same people? Same people. The same guy, John Cusack. Really? Cusack. I mean, they, like they they seem to be aware of the whole eye scooping thing and how yeah. it happened. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the dude is missing an eye. But yeah, how is it that it got scooped Wait. out as opposed to like pulled like normally when people <laughs> are torturing other people, they use pliers to pull out an eyeball. You don't normally scoop it out. Yeah. With I mean, this could have been a woodworking accident. I don't know. I, I feel like it might be outside because I like during their meeting there was something that made me question why the redheads went after them. One of the meetings, they didn't mention the redhead attack. Like, and the redheads almost had her, but now they're dead, or like they weren't mentioned at all by the other people later on. Exactly. That's so that, the, that did strike as weird to me. I was like, were they a different group of people that's after mm-hmm. Jessica as well? And they just got lucky and. Because I don't know how they knew where Jessica was at the time, either. Or how they knew, yeah. Because they, they, they knew where Jessica was. They must have knew, known where those guys were, or someone in the group, because they were looking for Jessica. Probably trapped. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do we know the names of those characters? The redhead characters? No, we never I don't even names. think they got names. Damn, because <laughs> I'm trying to find out if they were if it was just one person. Right now, no, it was two different people. You could, t- I could tell those two different actors. Hmm. Okay, it was just so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Do does anybody think that we've already seen Mr. Rabbit? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anybody have an idea of who Mr. Rabbit is? Uh, her dad. It's her dad. No, I have, I, 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 I'm sure we've seen them already with the way that the writing goes in this series. So my theory was that it's the guy that Rain Wilson helped come into the camp. I thought so too until we ran into his daughter. He could have had a second daughter if the her his father. <laughs> no, it was more the conviction of him. Yeah, I would say it's more just the acting of that scene that made me think it would it wouldn't be him. It was just mm-hmm. how he was talking about his daughter and the. That look on Dr. Wilson's face, like, I should not have let this guy through because his daughter is dying kind of thing. So the one thing that was odd for that one was that that guy, he's in a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's, he's a kind of uh, reoccurring actor and stuff like day player. And Well, yes, he could have had a second daughter. She is too close in age to Jessica for Jessica to have been separated from him at eight or nine, Mm -hmm. ten. I think it'd be lower than that, younger than that. If she has, if her memories don't aren't too great about it. Well, she says that they went, they got, they went to home when she was six or seven. Oh, okay. but so. Any any theories on home and why it moves around? Is it just the the encampment like uh, that we saw at the end? Because the little yellow houses and the yellow, little yellow tents. I think hey, just a side note, the two redheads are literally called Redhead One and Redhead Two, and they are I, not related. I looked for <laughs> I looked for the term just redhead in the IMDB. I'm so mad. 
they're at the very bottom. That John is a better Googler than you. Um, I, I, I would absolutely believe this. <laughs> I think I think home is that schoolhouse. Oh, okay. I, th- I oh, think yeah. that, that Hitler yeah. youth group that they've got going on. <laughs> How <laughs> weird and culty was that schoolhouse? Well, I mean, everything that has to do with uh, Christy is culty. No, Wait, that's, not, no. that's not what school was like for you guys? I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> Do you no, think that's where Arby came from also? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. He looks like he's very familiar and comfortable in this location. Because all the kids eat and get really excited for chocolate-covered raisins. This is true. Like. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's so culty. <laughs> they have like a drawer of those raisins, too. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then when uh, Cusack is mimicking... Uh, eating the raisins, mm-hmm. like, what does anybody have ideas on that? Like, is he it's, trying? It's, to- a weird, it's a Pavlovian thing, and there's something in that. Like, that was like their test for something in Simpro, I'm sure. Ah, okay. That would make sense to me. Like, because the expert, but that would make sense. Yeah, I was gonna say. I know that they say when you're you're in a a job interview to try and mirror the the person that's interviewing you to help them uh, yeah. soothe into be like into you kind of thing. So I don't know. Yeah. If that's what you're it's like you're do. snake charming them, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a way to do that. Yeah, just mimic the person across from you. And then I have a hard time calling her the poor lady, but the. Oh yeah. Gal that was part of the cult that was like, um, maybe we don't murder a bunch of children in a park. Like, they yes, did? she she won the battle. They didn't. <laughs> they did not. But they she did not. lost the war. <laughs> <laughs> I came very close to not liking that whole story part when they brought it up in the little pitch meeting. I was like, oh, really? Like, we're going to go with this? <laughs> I mean, I gave it credit for, you know, in conspiracy circles, that is, I mean, this would line up with events like Columbine, Sandy Hook, and, you know, Aurora, Colorado. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this feels dark even for this show to go there. <laughs> it was weird because it was, it was dark, but then it's also, like, run by a shitty, like, VC dude bro. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it's it's hard for it to really hit home on being actually bad because the guy comes in like, yeah, bros. Bun cake. <laughs> when I'm making love with a lady, all I can think of, where's Jessica Hyde? I'm like, oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, Will someone punch him for me? The awkwardness of that line when I'm having intimate relations That's with a special lady, and it's like Really? I think he's supposed to come off as very much as a Donald Trump Jr. or something. Yeah. Like, oh, that, it's pretty that thick. That, comes John, on. called that one. True. That, that's true. Well, the, the actor is Corey Michael Smith. He played the Riddler in Gotham for five seasons. Like, he mm-hmm. definitely has the creep factor down. Yeah, well, yes. Yes, there <laughs> yeah. is no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. No we, we, we later on, we see him die, like, in a very gruesome way, right? I would, I would assume gets, so. Yes, he gets ground up into the Simpro. <laughs> would you say, Elizabeth, for that one? At the hands of his father. Oh, I, I'll, I'll definitely take that one. Does anyone else want to have a running pool on this guy's death? <laughs> <laughs> the part I want to like, 
The part that upsets me in that whole storyline is how she was not, how she couldn't even think that they might kill her. Like, that would be my first thought. A group of people are like this, and I've now disagreed with the head honcho and the head honcho's kid. Like, I'd be taking my family and we'd be going on vacation for a little (laughs) bit. Mm -hmm. I think the John Cusack character is very... uh, reassuring especially when he's like holding her baby and like being you know no you 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 got it like this i'm leaving this stuff to you like the company's gonna be in your hands kind of thing so obviously he's a very good villain (laughs) obviously although i'm really upset that he was able to make baby smell creepy (laughs) (laughs) yep he joe biden that baby (laughs) <laughs> it, it was a very odd moment. I though quite honestly, I, I think usually when people talk about baby smell, it comes off weird to me. I get it it just doesn't hit me in the same way. That's not my scented candle. And you know? and, and that's fine. And there's weird and then there's creepy. <laughs> like he took it too creepy. Like some people say it and it's it can be weird, but like it was beyond weird. It was like <laughs> there's something malicious about the way you say <laughs> the way that. you did it it's just some do you guys think that's maybe that's that. the way simpro smells what was that what steven was that? you guys think that's how simpro smells oh, oh. is simpro is, is simpro ground up babies oh well there is that one face cream that's made out of uh what was that john oh say so there is a face cream that's made of uh foreskin Meat or whatever wow. that is. Okay. Huh? <laughs> yes. I like, I like the idea of calling it meat because it's it's so like uh, like insubstantial on its own. <laughs> I the, the I meat part be for a different time. I'm trying to think. There is a disease that you can get though. It's a cannibal disease, and I think it is almost flu-like, isn't it? Oh no, it's just going crazy. It's not flu-like. Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah, it's like, just going crazy. It's like mad cow. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, exactly. Where it's it uh, like yeah. it unfolds proteins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But okay. anyway. Probably not babies. Anyway. That was not a new baby, by the way, and it would not have the new baby smell anymore. No. Like that kid was beyond the new baby smell. That's what bugged me about it. I was like, that's not a new baby. Wait, so you're, you're saying they don't they don't sell like little like like tree shaped air fresheners for babies like get get you that new, <laughs> no, new baby they don't but there is like a certain like younger babies do have a smell on their head that who knows what it actually is but they do have a very interesting and supposedly calming smell it's probably one of those evolutionary things to get parents to attach to their children kind of smells but um <laughs> But that's gone after like I don't know four months, maybe maybe five months. That kid was probably closer to a year. He would have smelled like Johnsons and Johnsons, like just Johnsons lavender baby bath. It smells yeah. lovely, but it's not it new smell baby. lovely, but it's not new baby smell. I'm sorry, dude. And that's like the exact moment I knew they were gonna kill her and be like, that guy's lying about new baby smell. He's gonna kill this lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> And apparently her entire freaking family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, like, did anybody else find it just weird character trait that uh, Arby had such a hard time with having to kill the last kid? Like after he killed a baby and nah. everybody else around the table? No. But- 
I don't think so. I think not necessarily because the act was super different because it's still killing children. I think it was more that it was an outside variable. Like he didn't realize he missed one. I think that's actually what threw him off more than anything. And that's what made him go like it made him like like when you're an assassin and you like go in and you just kill people you're just on one gear set like you're not necessarily thinking about all the other things and i think this kid not being in that room made him actually realize what he was doing and what he had to do and that he did actually have an issue with it basically it like it just it turned him it flipped him i guess and not flipped him but it just it made him realize oh kind of it was like a uh crap moment basically just made him affected him a little more as opposed to just going in wipe him out if everything happens as as it's supposed to happen you don't have to think about it which in that case he had to think about it okay he'd already went off his game mode yeah basically kind of i guess i don't know he's uh it's just i don't feel like delving into the mind of a psychopath so Was anybody else concerned that they were going to make the little kid shoot the whole family? I thought that no. was what was, was going to happen. Was, oh, no, no, no. It would not have been. It would not have been clean. That, yeah, that's why would, I knew it wouldn't happen. I was like, it would not have been clean. I mean, when, when, when they got to the point where Arby went to the school and handpicked who he needed, and the teacher was like, is he coming back? And he was like, if he listens, I was like, oh, like, they're really going to go through with this plan. Like, I don't like this. Well, uh, but then the, when I saw that, they just used them. Hmm? Wasn't the teacher the same lady that died? No. 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 Different blonde lady? Different blonde lady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know they all look alike, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like it's a skinny, white, white red-headed dude. <laughs> they all look alike. Dude, these two aren't even related, and they look like twins. <laughs> uh, okay, were any predictions? Any other predictions that anybody wants to throw out there going forward with the show? I predict I, that everyone here will start multitasking more while watching episodes. <laughs> more? I don't yes. know if I can multitask more <laughs> and be able to pay attention to it. Um, oh. I think... Cusack is going to kill his oldest son, sacrifice him in essence. I think, well, at some point, the doctor has to end up hooking up with our group. Okay. Dr. Wilson is. Michael Stearns. Yeah. 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 Dr. Stearns has to meet up with Wilson Wilson. At some point, they're going to have to tell Wilson that his family's dead. Yeah, that's the thing that I was going to say, ask at the beginning is like, it, I mean, at some, it, it, how, how much more cruel is it at some point that you don't tell him? I think someone else tells him, a bad guy tells him or something, and he ends up fighting back because it gives him a new fire. Mm. And I do think the guy that looks like Wilson Wilson in the asylum photo is Wilson Wilson's <laughs> uncle or whoever is this the one related to him. No, whoever the conspiracy guy was with the Denver airport. That was his dad. Was that his dad? Mm-hmm. I thought his dad was the one who got gassed down in, in, the, in the kitchen. Kitchen. No, I think that was his uncle. Okay. What? <laughs> A lot of people got gassed in that house. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. But yes, Wilson's relative. 
who has the Denver airport conspiracy, I think he's the one who was in the asylum. And he got out when the whole place burned down? Okay. Or just before. Because mm. no telling when that art therapy class picture was taken. True. Now, aren't there some stories where like the main, like the head honcho that's put this plan in motion or put a plan like this in motion is like long gone, like they're dead or something. And But everybody that's like an underling is still trying to fulfill like these different roles because of how, like how the compartmentalization works that they don't have enough information to realize that what they're doing now is pointless. Like they're just mm-hmm. still like working towards this goal of death and destruction. Yeah, that was oh, lost. Ah. That was that lost. Was, that was the Dharma initiative. Like <laughs> higher ups of Dharma were no longer around, but yet all the low lower people were still doing their little jobs. Uh, hopefully this is more satisfying than that ending. What do you mean? <laughs> there was a lighthouse? <laughs> Looking glass. I think I stopped at the bunker. That's where I was like checked it's out like of lost. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Is that what that is? <laughs> Yeah, that would have been pretty early because that's yeah. even before. What is it? Um, De- Declan? What was that guy's name? Desmond. Desmond. Thank you. Yeah, because Desmond was after that even, and that was a turning point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once they revealed the smog monster was, well, yeah, that thing was just a smog monster. I was so disappointed. I was like, it sounded like a freaking T Rex or something, man. Like, why you gotta like retroactively make it? this and it wasn't even that it was like a ghost or something spoilers I, for like a 20 year old really now, what it was so yeah, I, I, I don't think there's um, a spoiler for that to be to be honest i don't think i don't think it a, ever was revealed yeah not really we don't actually know Plus, yeah. like, if, if i told you anything about what happened later in that show i don't think it makes a difference for watching <laughs> it. how we're meant to go in that show <laughs> Uh, the others being like fakers that really pissed me off <laughs> i was like all of that was for nothing there was they didn't really have them surrounded what, the, what kind of bs is this <laughs> God, so, so, you were gonna say was the the thing about the i guess like terrorist cell kind of autonomy thing was that what you were gonna say before about your theory for the future uh, my theory was gonna be that um Basically, the John Cusack is sees himself as some kind of a Thanos character, where he feels like it's his responsibility to dwindle down the Earth's population. Well, yeah. So that's uh, my main thing is that he's going to try to not let anything stand in his way. So mm-hmm. yeah, he wants to just unleash this world killer plague. That's where all of that's going, um, which seems kind of predictable. Maybe they'll throw some twist in it. I'm trying to stay away from reading too much of the subreddit because they reference the original show a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that might contain some spoilers. And it was two seasons worth of show there, I believe. So even if this one ends, it sounds like if they're following the same timeline, that there'll still be a lot of stuff left over for the following season. Should they have another one? So, I don't know if they're where... second season. Uh, I mean, it seems to be getting a lot of good reviews from. Is other it? It I've is. seen a lot of advertisement for it. I don't know if it's getting a lot of review, good reviews for it. You know, you know what? Honestly, if if the series was that inexpensive to produce, I take it back. <laughs> yes. I mean, they did shoot in an abandoned Toys R Us. I mean, that had yeah. to save them quite a bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the truth of the matter is, is it's it's not a bad show. It's just 
a very upsetting and kind of triggering show. And I think that's what, I mean, cause most of us, I don't think have had serious issues. Like we're not going, wow. The, you know, when we were talking about um vagrant queen, how bad the acting was, how bad the storyline was. This doesn't have any of those feelings. It's just more of a, it's triggering. It's triggering. It's depressing. It's very upsetting. Yeah. But it's draining. It's draining, but it's dra- it doesn't make it a bad show. It just makes it not, not a you. show for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do think the acting has has been fine as far as things go, but I do think the story is very, they're retreading old ground. Yeah. I think the thing is, is they're just throwing in all the other old stories. Yeah. So it's. Yes. So as opposed to like, you would have got one of these things in a show prior, like they're throwing all of the things in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. If anyone else has any other things they wanted to add, uh, what? No, I didn't get to my theory, man. Then I was, I wouldn't wait. I'm waiting. <laughs> okay, I think, I, I'm saying the theory. I think the doctor guy is either or both the white rabbit and Jessica's father. Huh. Okay. Because I feel like he doesn't remember a good amount of his past, and when his wife said crazy. Yeah. He got really insulted, and to me, that's like because he li- was in an asylum before. Like, I, I, do- I, I don't know how. I don't know if he's like if both are the same character, but I definitely feel like he's one of those two. I agree. I, I think I agree with this one wholeheartedly because there's there's so much more going on there. So much more to this character that I'm like he is something very important. How do you think, how does everybody think that we're going to get the, the reveal of who the, the rabbit is? I mean, it has to be the tattoo, right? Or the, it, not the tattoo, but the, I don't know, was it a tattoo or a it was. The branding. The branding, yeah. The branding. I think that's huh? what, yeah, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. So someone's going to touch somebody's chest and they're going to be like, ow, that hurts. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's because of this thing. <laughs> we just got it done last week. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I did want to point out something completely random and not related directly to the show, but the girl that plays Becky, mm-hmm. her real name is Ashley Lathrop, spelled L-A-T-H-R-O-P. And it reminded me of just a random bit of trivia that I know. Uh, <laughs> that is also the middle name of Dr. Emmett Brown. It's Emmett L. Brown stands for Lathrop. And that's because if you say it backwards, Emmett is time and Lethrop is portal. So his name is Time Portal Brown. No. I, I like was... that. Why did I think it was Leroy? Because <laughs> you watched that World of Warcraft video from 15 Leroy years ago? Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. That, that, hmm. like, that kind of idea uh, with that name, that's right up there with Tails, where Tails' name is Miles Prower. Miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, what did we say for Westworld? Lee Sizemore is oh, less yeah. is more. Less is more. That's right. Okay. Uh, so if you have any theories <laughs> on uh, <laughs> Utopia and you haven't watched further than we have, we'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia. G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Steven, where can people find you online? You can find me on my website, peppermintgentleman.com. You can find my socials through there. But look at my stuff first. Mm-hmm. Jessica? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's JM Bailey Writes. John? 
I'm also on Twitter at Magic Bollocks. Hit me with your useless trivia. I really miss going to the bar. <laughs> Elizabeth. You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Uh, that's right. And if you want to <laughs> check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our on our network, check out our website, geekelitemedia.com. Please go check out our Patreon. We have lots of bonus material that you can only get there if you're one of our patrons. And whatever podcast you're using to listen to us, please rate and review us so that it helps spread the word of our podcast network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to Geek Geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast.